Hey there, educator. If you are tired of working more than you actually live, if you want to leave school on time and feel better about it, then I have the perfect resource for you. It's my latest book. It is now available on Amazon. It comes for a limited time at a crazy introductory price and with a free workbook to help you get the most out of it. It is called Beat Teacher Burnout with Better Boundaries, The Secret to Thriving in Teaching Without Sacrificing Your Personal Life. Isn't that what we all want? It's not just for teachers, anybody in education. And the secret here is it's going to help you set boundaries in every area of your life, not just teaching. It comes with a proven framework. It comes with sample scripts, everything. Did I mention it has an amazing workbook that comes with it for free right now? So go over to Amazon. You can either put in the name of the book, which is again, Beat Teacher Burnout with Better Boundaries, or you could put in my name, Grace Stevens, and that's Stevens with a V, S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Although I should tell you, there's another author on there with the same name who is all about the cupcakes. So that's not me. I am not a baker. She seems lovely. I get her email and um, all the time. But anyway, <laughs> go check out the book. Tell your friends about it. It's the best thing you're going to do for yourself today. Beat teacher burnout with better boundaries. All right. See you on the inside. All right, teacher tribe. Time to ask yourself an honest question. Do you wear your overwork like a badge of honor? Do you think an educators are destined to be exhausted and underappreciated? Right? Honestly, do you think that suffering is synonymous with dedication in education? If you do, I know these are hard questions to ask yourself, but come on, be honest. Have you subscribed to the teacher martyr myth? Okay, in today's episode, we're going to look at this. What is it? How do we get here? Why do we subscribe to it? But more importantly, I'm going to empower you with five steps to move beyond this. Let's do it. Welcome to the Balance Your Teacher Life podcast, where we talk all things avoiding educator burnout, setting healthy boundaries, and achieving better work-life balance. If you're passionate about education, but tired of it consuming your whole life, you have found your home in the podcast universe. I'm your host, Grace Stevens, and let's get going with today's show. All right, so what is the teacher martyr myth? It's this idea that we need to sacrifice everything. Oh, it's all on us. If we didn't do it, who else would do it? And that we give and give and give because the students need it and no one else can do it like us. And it's just part of the job. It's we don't have a job. We have a calling. And this is what's required of us. This huge sacrifice is required in order for us to feel good about ourselves as educators and to feel judged positively. Oh, look, it's the last car out of the parking lot. They must be a really good teacher. Okay, so that's what it is. I'm not got, and here's where we're at. I'm going to call BS on it. I, I think you already knew that. Um, so I had a whole blog post written one time, um, the teacher Martha myth. 
and I keep saying Martha. It's hard to say. It's a tongue twister. The teacher Martha myth and gender, a closer look. So, you know, I was, I, 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 I was fired up against the patriarchy, had me the whole thing. So, um, you know, I'm more about empowerment and about, okay, what can we do? I don't want to sit around and admire the problem. I want to give you the five strategies to move beyond it. But I do feel compelled, if you will indulge me for two minutes, to like how the heck did we get here, right? And I really think a lot of it has to do with the fact that teaching is currently, has been for a long time, really dominated by females, right? It's a female profession. Profession. So let's look at it. Right back in the mid-19th century, like especially before the Civil War, in the United States at least, it was mostly men that filled the teaching positions, right? It was more like, you know, societal norms of the times really didn't support women in professional roles so much unless they were, wow, a spinster, right? Um, I guess maybe the idea was that men would naturally possess the authority and intellect, you know, required to educate young minds, right? But then, you know, along comes long periods of war, industrialization, and, and you know, we're out of people. And so for sure, by the late 19th, early 20th century, you know, a big shift occurred. Teaching became seen almost as an extension of women's caregiving roles. Um, and the profession became, you know, increasingly feminized. If you go look at the NCES, the National Center for Education Statistics, should you be so com um, inclined, it'll tell you that by the 1930s, you know, 81% of teachers, public school teachers, um, were female. Now, currently that figure is resting around 76%. So it's still a huge majority, right? And it really, you know, part of this myth about we got to be all self-sacrificing really, I think, comes from the fact the cultural norms that are often push women into roles where they're expected to be caregivers, nurturers, self-sacrificing, right? We're the teachers. We're the nurses. These are historically female roles and historically, you know, underpaid, overworked. <laughs> and I don't think that it is, you know, uh, a big stretch to really make this connection that as women began to dominate the field, really the profession saw a decrease in prestige, in pay, you know, there, there are some deeply entrenched gender biases there, right? Okay, enough of me on my soapbox. So that's how we got there, right? Even in the media, we, we see it so perpetuated, right? You think of the movies that glorifying the teachers and they're working late at night and they're carrying around their papers. And, you know, what they don't show is that they're damaging their relationships, right? Their lives are completely out of balance, um, they are exhausted, they are resentful, they are burnt out. And, um, you know, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Doesn't make for a happy day in the classroom. Doesn't make for a positive day of learning. So how are we going to move beyond this? More importantly, right? I've got five strategies. Okay. Buckle up, buttercup. Uh, five strategies. And you know, should know by now that uh, my ECHO framework for educator empowerment is probably going to show up in there somehow. So the first one, the first step in overcoming this teacher martyr mindset 
is to recognize that it's not just hurting you, right? You might think you can, you know, push through, did the whole episode on the difference between grit and grind, right? And maybe you're like, I'm tough and I got this and I can grind through. And even though I'm lacking on sleep and lacking on balance and, you know, this is, I can do it, right? I chose this uh, profession. I chose this path. Maybe we would truly feel that we were called to it. Um, and, you know, we're just going to keep doing it because that's what we signed up for. And we think, you know, I can take it. I can do it. I'm strong. Okay, so you are looking at it in this way that it's only you that it's hurting. You are wrong. Probably already know that, but I'm going to point it out to you anyway. I'm going to try and do it lovingly, but I'm going to tell you. The people most affected by the fact that you work incredible amount of hours are not your students. It's your children. It's your spouses, it's your partners, it's your friendships, it's your pets, right? They're the people who notice or the the areas of our lives that notice you're always at work, not our students, right? It's affecting your relationships, it's causing resentment and tension in your family. You know, I know that. Been there, done that. It's not good. So even... Even if you feel it was your divine destiny to sacrifice all for students, let me tell you this, you're not an effective teacher. If you are overwhelmed, overstressed, resentful, exhausted, right, low on patience, we know what that looks like. Okay, you know what I'm going to say, my ECHO framework, the E stands for your energy teaches more than your lesson plans. How you show up matters. And if you show up exhausted and overwhelmed and irritable and, you know, defensive and ready to, you know, ignite every time there is um, a student misbehavior or something else, You have sucked the joy out of teaching. You have sucked the joy out of your classroom, right? A well-rested, balanced teacher is just a more effective educator, right? They bring in their energy, their their innovation, their patient. Students know how to read your energy, right? Why, Why do they act up so bad for the poor supply substitute teachers, right? Because the substitute teacher shows up kind of nervous, Kind of like, what's this day going to go like, right? And they sense that energy and they take advantage. If you show up confident in yourself, well-rested, hey, we're going to have a great day of learning today. And I believe that you can achieve at high levels and I'm willing to help you get there, right? That's the attitude you want. Think back to your own childhood. Which teachers did you love? right? Which teachers did you love? They were the ones who had the good energy. I'm not talking like, oh, you know, energize a bunny energy, right? Because you can show up teacher tired. That's the thing. But the energy that you want to be there, that's the important thing. Okay. So that's step number one is right. Recognize that this teacher martyr myth isn't just hurting you. It's ineffective, right? It's bad. It's damaging your relationships and it's ineffective. So we don't need it. All right. So number two 
in how to overcome this is look at the holistic, look at it holistically and examine the emotional and mental toll that overworking makes on you. Because maybe let's just say that you are, you know, you do a really good job of setting boundaries. Yeah, you, right? You don't sign up for too many extra duties. You pretty regularly leave campus at a reasonable hour, right? So it's not just about the extra hours that you're putting in. It's about the emotional and psychological investments, right, that you're making that are leaving you feel drained and unvalued. Right. When you go home, are you still worried about the students? Are you still so annoyed um, about their behavior? Do you go home and talk about it? Do you go home and dwell on the worst part of your day? The worst student interactions, the worst parent interactions, the worst interactions with your teammates. Right. Is that the stuff that you hold on to? It's exhausting and it's draining. So even if you manage to pull yourself away from school, are you still dragging the emotional weight around you like, you know, your backpack full of papers, you know, that it's the, the you know, early 2000s and you're carrying around those uh, teacher editions that weigh about 15 pounds each, right? You got a backpack full of tea traditions, right? You got a backache and you're feeling drained, right? So look at this whole modern myth holistically. Even if you're like, no, I'm crushing it. I leave school on time. Yeah. But are you dragging it around emotionally, right? It's that what other kind of, you know, toll is it taking on you? And really, decide to stop. That's it. Decide this is a priority to move beyond this. Get yourself some skills in that area. All right. So once we've um, examined it, we know we got it. How are we going to stop it? So number three is up your boundary setting game. Okay. That's what a lot of this podcast is all about one way or another is how we set boundaries, how we set boundaries on our time. Okay, so we understand that maybe we need to say no more. Okay, we need to get comfortable saying no to all those extra duties, to all the stuff that isn't in our contract. Okay, had some episodes on that. Go find them. Have a mini course on that. You can knock out in an evening and you could get the skills. That thing's called Sorry Not Sorry. Like, how do I say no and not feel apologetic about it, feel really good about it? You can go check that out. Um, just go to my website, gracestevens.com. You'll find that mini course. Again, knock that out in a habit in an evening. But recognize that you've got to set better boundaries, not just on saying no, right? But you're going to have boundaries on yourself, on your time. When you're at work, are you productive? Like, are you going to be there all day? Like, make sure that you are not being sucked into, you know, unscheduled interruptions, even if it's with your besties, um, that you're not just sitting there overwhelmed, staring out the window and then all annoyed that you did nothing on your prep period, right? That's a trauma response. <laughs> that is really one of the, the like, the counterproductive parts of 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 working too hard is then when you need to get some deep work done, you're just too exhausted, right? So you've got to learn to set boundaries when you're at school, not just on your time. You've got to set boundaries on not bringing work home, 
right? Setting boundaries on how much of your time outside of school do you spend talking about work? Like I just said, you bring the best of it home with you or the worst of it, right? You've got to get better skills in setting boundaries if you're to put a stop to this um, subscribing to this teacher martyr myth, okay? It's a myth. It isn't real. It's something we've created. It's something we perpetuate. It's something, it's not something you need to subscribe to. Just to hit unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Like it, like, think of it like the email. Yeah, I'm not subscribing today. Hit that button, unsubscribe. All right, so that's so. Number one, recognize it's not just you, it's hurting, right? Number two, examine the emotional and mental toll. See, understand the scope of this problem. Number three, improve your boundary setting skills. It is a skill. You might say to me, oh my gosh, but it's in people pleasing is in my DNA. Yeah, (laughs) we're here to serve. We're public servants. Many of us, that's what I always said. I wanted to be a public servant for 20 years, right? I worked in the corporate world. I decided I wanted to be a public servant. You know, when I, um, I always had this vision for my life, I'll be honest with you, that after 20 years in the schools, I wanted to join the Peace Corps, right? That's me, idealistic, uh, child of the 60s. What can I say? Um, decided instead of joining the Peace Corps, be better to stay home and um, save some teachers. So that's how we're here. But all right, up your boundary setting game. So step number four in how do you overcome this teacher martyr myth is stop adding fuel to the fire. What does that mean? That means stop kind of competing with people, right? It's like it's a big game. That's all your conversations are. Like you run into somebody and they're like, how are you? Oh, I'm so tired. I was up doing this. And then you, you're you off and running. You're adding fuel to the fire. Oh, well, that's nothing. I was up until this time, right? It's like the student behavior. The person says, oh my gosh, this student did this. Oh, that's nothing. My student did this or my parent did this. Like you're competing. You're like, it's some kind of badge of honor. Like I've slept less worked more, have more students, have more behavioral problems than you. Like it's this kind of, what are you hoping to win here? (laughs) So stop adding fuel to the fire, stop competing. Just don't even have those conversations. Okay. They just wear you down. You just be honest with yourself. When you've had that kind of interaction, do you walk away feeling better about your day? better about your life and your decision to spend it in public education or private education. I'm sure there are private educators who listen to um, this podcast too, that, that they're overwhelmed too. They need balance too. So do college professors, so do admins, right? All of us. All right. So that's number four, stop adding fuel to the fire. Number five, cue the tough love. Cue the tough love. I say it because I've been there. I have so been there check yourself. Come on, be honest. Are you giving the judgmental side eye to the person who has effectively set boundaries to the person who pretty much, you know, beats the kids to leaving at the end of the day, right? I had a coworker always took his briefcase with him. We had um, duty after school um, to, you know, get the kids safely on the buses, get the kids safely in the cars. It wasn't the type of school anyone could walk to. 
And um, like, you know, that was an hour before the end of our contract time. That was our prep, well, 40 minutes, our, our contract time. Our prep period was 40 minutes at the end of the day. He would just walk out with his lunch bag and his briefcase, do what he was doing with the kids and then skip out of there. Yeah, I was judgmental about that. I mean, I don't know. I knew him pretty well, but I loved him, still do. Uh, side note, excellent educator, well-loved by students, by parents and an effective teacher. There was no reason for me to be judgmental about that. And I wasn't the only one. It was like, you know, it was like a running joke on campus. Um, But why are we judging on people? First off, we don't know what other responsibilities they have, right? You don't know. If you see somebody outside of your eyes skipping out, you know, maybe they've got a doctor's appointment, maybe woe betide, well, obviously, Plenty of us have young children to look after and take care of, but aging parents, like all kinds of responsibilities, right? So don't judge. You don't know what their responsibilities are. You don't know if they're taking all their homework with them or their work home with them, excuse me, okay? But I mean, really, if somebody is managing to set boundaries, be productive when we're at work, be effective, we should be high-fiving them, not wagging our finger in judgment, So let's look at, you knew I was going to circle back around to this, right? My echo framework. The O is other people's experience doesn't need to be your experience, right? So recognize that a culture change starts with an individual change, right? You could have that confidence to not worry that other people are judging that if you set better boundaries and you unsubscribe, from being a teacher martyr, that people are going to judge you. Who cares? First off, if they judge you, it says more about them than it does about you. Also means that they're probably scratching their head wondering how come they managed to do it and I don't. But we've got to change this mythology, right? We've got to champion a more sustainable way of teaching, right? Where balance isn't some dirty word, but it's something that is celebrated and everybody is after, right? We're teachers. We are invaluable. Yes, we are, but we are also human. We have human needs, desires. We have families. We should have lives outside our classroom. That's what this whole podcast is about. We need to be complete humans, not just teacher martyrs, right? We need a more sustainable way to move forward. All right, that's it for this week. Maybe this has been your wake-up call. If you feel like teaching is some kind of Olympic sport and you have to out-sacrifice everybody to win the gold, you know, no, just try try and stop. I say it with love in my heart. So follow those five steps and I will see you next week. Okay, teacher friend, I have something special for you. It is a free copy of my best-selling Positive Mindset Habit Journal for teachers. This is a six-week version of the Best Love Journal. It is a PDF download. It helps you practice flexing your happy muscle with scientifically validated little habits geared towards the teaching day. You put it on your desk. You spend five minutes working on it before you go home. It is transformational. I promise you to get it. Go to gracestevens.com forward slash 
journal. Come on, how easy is that? Grace Stevens, Stevens with a V, S-T-E-V-E-N-S dot com forward slash journal. You can get the six week version right now for free. My gift for you. It is well used, well loved by so many teachers, and I'm so happy to gift it to you. So go grab it right now. And even better than that, go tell a friend, share this episode with a friend, tell them to go get their own version of the journal, have an accountability buddy. That's when the magic will happen. is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network, Better Today, Better Tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.